Mark, were you ever that dud mate who never pays anybody back after a group dinner? Uh, no, I'm the one that worries excessively <laughs> about paying back on time. And it's like, oh my God, I need to pay back like before we even finish the meal. You nerd. Yeah, that's me. I feel like I'm the sort of person that will pay and then does the awkward, hey, I'm just checking. Did you send the money? Just want to make sure that, you know, my bank like statement isn't, you know, like lagging or like try and make some shitty <laughs> There was a bank outage, uh, <laughs> just checking that the payment came through. Pay me my damn money. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is an app for that. Ooh, and today, Yeah, today on Pocket Money, we're talking about Finch, which is the fintech startup uh, that launched around July 2017, and it's been described as the finance app for your social life. Yeah, that's right. And you can also use Finch to track and learn more about how you spend your money. Which is always fun and scary. Yeah, it's informative, but also white knuckle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finch scored the Best Personal Finance App Award at the 2018 Finder Awards, and this year, Finch's co-founder, Shahira Gardner, won the award for the most innovative person. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Add the applause. Yeah, sound effect here. <laughs> crowd, crowd sounds. Uh, but yeah, so to chat all about Finch and what the future of personal finance will look like, we're speaking with Jessica Box, the Marketing Director for Finch and Managing Director for Girls in Tech Australia. So if you're one of those peeps who owes every single one of your friends money or you just want a better picture of how much money you spend on fried chicken every weekend, listen on. This one's for you. You had me at chicken. <laughs> Welcome to Pocket Money, Jess. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm very excited to have a chat with you guys all about Finch. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. How did, you know, Finch come about and what's the problem that it's trying to solve? Yeah, so globally paying friends back has really never been easy. Shahira Gardner and Toby Gardner, who are the co-founders of Finch, they spent quite a lot of time in the US for maybe five years and frequently used Venmo for paying friends and didn't need BSBs, account numbers, um, transferring money between different accounts and all those barriers that we know that exists. So when they returned to Australia, they realized there was a huge gap in the market here, an opportunity to provide friends and millennials in particular with an easy way to get paid back, as well as taking the hassle and awkwardness out of reminding your friends. I think we would all agree classic Australian culture and the stereotype is never to mention money. And I know I've fallen victim into IOUs that have never made their way back. And we've also never forgotten about it. I think I remember back to a time when I paid for tickets and accommodation for a music festival nearly eight years ago, and I never got paid back for part of it. Ouch. Whoa. You should be sending them something on Finch stat. <laughs> I know. Maybe eight years ago, a bit of a reminder wouldn't have gone astray. <laughs> and um, Yeah, I think I still remember the, the festival ticket, or at least part of the festival ticket. They said, oh, 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 you know, I'll send you $50 after payday, which, you know, payday comes and goes and never got the money back, unfortunately. Oh, my God. You should hit them up with interest. That's now worth $10,000. <laughs> Hopefully, if the listener is listening, <laughs> they, they pay Jessica back. <laughs> So really, FinChat was created to solve this problem, taking the awkwardness out and our award-winning financial app for your social life enables people to run group tabs, get paid back easily and see all um, your spending insights in one platform. Yeah, so let's quickly uh, delve into each of those features of the app. So let's start with split payments. Just talk us through how that works. 
So we call that pay and request. And as Finch is a digital wallet, what that means is our customers have all their social spending money in one place. So when someone needs to be paid back, the app automatically draws from existing funds before having to go to their other accounts. So you can have a pool of funds held within the wallet, makes it easy to transact between friends. So pay and request is where you can make a one-time payment or a request from a friend up to 50 people at the same time. And in the case of what I was describing where it's awkward to remind people, Finch takes all that hassle out by just tapping on a a remind button anytime you need to kind of push that notification to your friend and ensure you get paid back. That's a very useful feature. What about uh, Finch sites? Tell us about Finch sites and how that works. Yeah, so spending was kind of created as as an area in the app where you can split payments directly from your bank feed and see where your fund money is going. And what that means is you can pull all your bank transactions into Finch, get insights on where your guilty pleasures lie. So say, for example, I'm an absolute stickler for delivery. (laughs) Anytime I pop into the app, I can see my guilty pleasures, how many times I've bought delivery in the in the last 30 days so you get insights on where you're spending the most all around your your social behavior and then also enables you to split those transactions with your friends after the fact from your bank feed which is via finch link yeah tell us about finch link and what that actually is so personally this is my favorite feature because i'm really bad at splitting money at the point of transaction so when you're out for dinner you don't want to have to remind people at that point in time how much they've spent you just kind of grab the bill and then when it comes through in your bank transaction you can split it afterwards so we also have groups which is actually our our number one feature between housemates travelers friends and what that means is you can have a running tab of your your spending so say for example i have a really close group of friends we like to go out for brunch a lot any of us can actually just drop that bill straight into the group from our bank feed after the fact Yeah, and I can imagine that feature would be especially helpful if you are, you know, living in a share house and you do have, yeah, like those ongoing payments. You're not then having to chase up your housemates for the internet bill or whatever every month. Yeah, exactly. And what what we find people do, instead of it being the one-time pay and request where you get the money instantly, for households in particular, someone might, you know, grab the the milk every now and then, which you end up splitting is like you know, 50 cents each or someone else will pay for the rent. And they often run ledgers. So more often than not, people don't settle up within that group, but rather they'll just kind of maneuver it around on whoever takes the bill from each different area, whether it's utilities, whether it's food, etc. You mentioned earlier as well that a lot of these features are catered towards younger people and that that's kind of these needs and wants were seen as a gap in the market, especially for young Australians. And we loved the Confessions of a Flatmate campaign. It was so funny and just like, you know, hit a little too close to home. When you're looking at especially young people in Australia, what is it that the users really need and want out of Finch and other personal finance apps like it? Yeah, so our our vision at Finch is to be the place millennials go to for their financial life. So we've started today where it matters most to them around discretionary spending and financial habits that we've been talking about. But our goal is to move with them as they grow over time and their priorities inevitably change. As we're all aware, open banking is heading our way in full force, January 2020. And millennials will have more choice than ever before on their financial services and, and where they come from. So because of this, we focus on understanding the behaviours and creating personalised experiences for our customers. All the financial experiences in our app are really social, so we want our customers to enable that experience, whether they use 
emojis, which we see a lot of within our app and we enable through all our different features and our, across our social content as well. And as you would have seen in the Flatmates campaign that we uh, went to market with earlier this year. And I'm sure that, you know, with so many users, you can see, you know, a lot of interesting Finch sites. What are some of the vices that young people or just Finch users in general are spending their money on in 2019? Oh, it's really funny. You know, when we actually did the Confessions of a Flatmate campaign, we ended up going through all the different transaction references that people put in for all of their bills. And KFC and fried chicken was a recurring <laughs> one that always popped up. Or any sort of meat. It sounds really funny, but people actually want to reference whatever it is that they've shared as a, as a meal, maybe. And then everywhere through to, you know, the usual things, drinks, all different versions of Uber, Ubs, car ride, and, and the emojis that go with it. And we love watching that. And we add that all up and categorize it. And the greatest part is that, you know, when people are seeing those transactions come through into their Finch sites and they also start building awareness and a little bit of financial literacy around where, where their money is going across those different areas and, and starting to you know think about where they should be cutting back. Seeing where you're spending your money is just such a key tool. It's so simple, but seeing that all laid out really makes you wonder whether or not you should be spending so much on fried chicken, donuts, <laughs> you name it, insert food here. Yeah, and I guess that's that's where we kind of focus on the behavioural side. It's this awareness without it being such a, you need to turn this off right now, but starting to build that financial understanding of where your money's going in a fun and social way and in the sort of financial world with which our customers live, they can easily kind of make that decision to turn it on and off pretty easily. It doesn't affect their kind of day-to-day life. And I think eating out and ride sharing is, I feel like from my own personal experience, it's definitely something that I spend too much money on and I know a lot of <laughs> people our age do. But were there are there any like super wild or out there insights that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that people would be so spending so much money on stuff like this? In our top 10, we actually have Coles, Woolies and 7-Eleven. So... Mm-hmm. While, you know, millennials are spending lots of money on these rideshare and and home food delivery services, they're also still going out and buying food from supermarkets. So the behaviours we're seeing are probably both. So maybe during the week, customers are going and doing their food shopping, but then on the weekend, they kind of slip into the habits of ordering food or or post kind of going out for drinks, um, staying at (laughs) home with nursing that hangover and then coming back on a Monday and looking at their finances and going, oh, maybe I should start shopping at Woolies Coles and stopping by 7-Eleven for my $2 coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Going into the week with all the good intentions when you go to Woolies, getting the meal prep. Jessica, how does Finch make money? We actually are currently fully free. So uh, our app is all about building kind of the awareness for our customers on their financial profiles and understanding. And then over time, our goal is to, as I mentioned before, move with our customers and what personalise our experiences to them and whether that is at the point in time when they're ready to buy a home. We're partnering up with you know service providers who allow that or um, lending or um, for our cohort of um, customers who are housemates, rental bonds, etc. So we're moving in, in that direction at the moment. So have some exciting things to announce in a few coming months in that space. But right now we're fully free. Yeah, that's really cool. It's almost like moving into the affiliate marketing sort of space, but yeah, making it easier for people to 
to transition into those other stages in their life. Yeah, exactly. And I think that ties into Finch XP and Finch Pay, which is our broader business roadmap. So our goal is really to enable customers the ease of transacting however and whenever they want across merchants and Venmo in the US, uh, which I mentioned before, enables, I think it's a million merchants now across the US for customers to be able to pay with Venmo as a payment method across the whole of the country. So we, we've implemented that with our first merchant, Eat Club, last month, which is really exciting. And you're able to pay with Finch as a payment method. And what that means is any Finch customer who signs up to Eat Club, orders takeaway food within the app, they can actually pay with their Finch wallet and split the bill with their friends after the fact in, in the Finch app. So that's our first merchant, but we're looking to expand that out and obviously grow and enable our customers that seamless experience across not just their finance world in FinChat, but then all across their spending world as well. Nice. We want to chat a little bit more about Finch Pay later, but it's our favorite part of the episode. It's time to jump in overrated versus underrated. So basically we'll give you a topic or I guess a word and you can tell us if it's overrated or underrated. And you can also tell us why if you like as well. Awesome. So jumping in first with carrying cash, overrated or underrated? Oh, overrated for sure. I have personally moved to a fully digital operating model over the last year and a bit. I've personally fallen into the trap of late not having any card on me and then not not even cash, card. I've stepped even further down the, the track um, of not having anything physical and I think what that does is enables a totally frictionless experience. You just have your one device and you're able to kind of go about your day-to-day pretty easily. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> uh, okay, Australia's tech startup scene, overrated or underrated? I think underrated, particularly in Melbourne, which is where I'm based. There's this kind of undercurrent of ambition, drive and passion and also high performance culture that's coming out of the scene. And I think we're on the cusp of a few key moments and tipping points and talking specifically about fintech and the startup ecosystem in this space with the rise of um, open banking and the Royal Commission. There's so many opportunities for fintechs and startups to collaborate with each other and with corporates to really change the game in this space and do something that hasn't been done for, you know, the last 50 years. Next one, a little bit controversial, Sydney or Melbourne? Which one's overrated? Which one's I underrated? think I really just kind of <laughs> dug my hole with that one by saying where I was from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an avid Melbourne person over Sydney. Do I need to explain why? Of course. Personally, I'm a real arts culture and coffee person. So I haven't experienced the level with which Melbourne's got that vibe in, in Sydney. Um, so that, that's personally why I love Melbourne. And I also think there's kind of a more laid back culture in Melbourne, I would say, um, compared to Sydney, which is kind of have its kind of positives and negatives as well. I think when I walk into Sydney, it's, you know, key drive ambition that I was mentioning before also exists in Melbourne, but people go about it in a more laid back way. I think we'd have to agree with that really. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know a lot of people that live in Sydney that would still say Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Sydney, so. Uh, okay. Cheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Oh, it's a good one. 
a lot of what she covers in there around leadership and how you go about work that I really resonate with. And I would recommend it to anyone. And I actually bought it for one of our team members not that long ago to read as we're going through this Series A period of time, which is a lot of flux in a, in a company's history and prepping for after Series A with some of the things that she highlights in Lean In, which is great. What about big data? Big data. So um, in what context? Well, it's in quotations, so I'm thinking of it more as the buzzword. (laughs) Overrated or underrated? Um, So I would say the buzzword is overrated, but data in general is underrated. And I think particularly in finance, when we look at how important data is and the quality of data that the banks are putting out, you look at your your bank feed and, and transactions and something that Finch is aiming to solve by kind of removing that gobbledygook across your transaction history. That's, you know, the simple first step where we can start and cleaning up that data so people actually understand their transactions. So when we say big data in the sense of the doom and gloom word, then maybe overrated, but the underrated thing is the small steps we can take to making customer experiences better by using and cleaning data in a way that creates, you know, meaningful outcomes. Besides the finch, what's the most underrated bird? This is a little bit controversial. I don't know, because some people don't classify them as a bird, but I would say the emu. I think so. If they're not always classified as a bird, then that definitely... That definitely puts them in that category. I agree. That's a great choice. I think people get scared of them as well. They kind of look a bit intimidating, but they're really friendly and they're they're massive. (laughs) And this isn't really an overrated or underrated, but just something to finish it off. What's your most embarrassing Finch site? I know exactly what it is, and it is really embarrassing. It's (laughs) Afterpay. I think a lot of people would fall into that basket, to be honest. Yeah, I think it works quite well when you, I mean, I've, I will say I've never had a late bill, but I think when you ha- get paid monthly or when, however your pay cycle works, if it's all lined up with that, it's, it's kind of convenient because then all your kind of your ins and outs happening on the same day. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're paying it off every month, then yeah, it can be a simple way to free up your cash flow. Exactly. Great. Well, thanks for participating in our overrated and underrated segment, Jessica. No worries. Hopefully I, I didn't really, you know, disclose too much information there about this. <laughs> <laughs> With open banking coming up in, you know, January, early next year, what do you think the biggest changes will be for, for this space, especially looking at the consumer side of things and what we can expect? You know what? I think we're talking about it a lot as businesses, but customer awareness is actually quite low. I think there's going to be a piece around actually building and understanding within customers to enable them to have the value that will come from open banking. So I think I was reading a report from DBM consultants that said a very low percentage of customers were aware of what open banking means and how they could take advantage of it. So I guess the first exercise is enabling customers to understand what that means outside of their core banking institutions that they've been accustomed to dealing with for their financial life so far. Yeah, awareness is definitely key in that area, I think. Nice. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat all things Finch, Melbourne, (laughs) worries. with us. We've had a great time and learned a lot along the way. No worries. Thanks for listening to Pocket Money from Finder. Head over to finder.com.au slash podcast for the show notes for this episode. 
The Finder podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions. Although we're licensed and authorized, we don't provide financial advice. So please consider your own situation or get advice before making any decisions based on anything in our show. Thanks for listening. Sally had a bit of a brain aneurysm just then. Well, I didn't. I thought you would jump in. No, I would. That's it. It's good. Just play the damn interview. <laughs> Sick of these intros. It killed me. <laughs> Mark quits. Yeah, really. I quit.